Welcome back to Nico's Echo. I tried recording this episode several times and it kept fucking up. But I'm not giving up because I really want this done today. Okay? I really hold myself to high standards and if I plan my day and it doesn't go the way I want it to, I will literally freak out. I'm such I don't I don't know if that makes me a perfectionist or something, but I just can't. So I'm recording it again for the last time. So today we're going to talk about my immigration to Canada. How it happened and what it was like, you know, um living here for the first few months. And basically, my mom, she came back to the Philippines after 10 years of not seeing each other. She came back with her husband and her new children. So my little brother and my little sister. Um, I don't think I've ever really spoken to my stepdad before this. Maybe like... In like texts and stuff maybe I talked to him like on Facebook but never really like a one-on-one conversation ever so it was very awkward like you know they came to our house they slept there for like two weeks um we went out on like a tiny vacation we, we went to the beach it was like my first time going to the beach and I love the beach it was the first and last time I ever went to the actually not the last time I actually went to the beach recently I just I fucking forgot but um I've only been to the beach like twice in my life but this was the first time okay so um it was nice like meeting them was nice it was awkward very awkward I there was like a big divide between me and like I don't know I just felt like I was being torn between i was like i was 12 at this time but yeah like i felt like if i paid so much attention to like my mom and our family my own family will get jealous but then if i don't pay enough attention to my mom and her family then you know like she wouldn't be happy about it so it was just kind of like hard for me to juggle but either way like i was more comfortable with my aunts and my grandparents so that's where i stick where where i stuck to so you know i was mostly with them and i i wanted to spend the last two weeks of my life in in the philippines as much as possible with my favorite uncle i only have one uncle and he's my favorite i've spoken about him in the episode about my abusive grandpa but um i love my uncle so much so i don't know like i just wanted to spend as much time with him as possible i probably didn't because i don't really remember so much of that two weeks it was it it flew by so fast anyways um it was okay I had fun and I my mom was nice to me and her husband was nice to me but 
you know, the day came when we had to flew out to Canada and I had I had to leave my entire life behind, like my whole life behind. And it didn't really hit me. Like, I'm sorry, I burped. Um, it didn't really hit me. I didn't actually realize that it was happening. Like, I didn't fucking realize until I was on the plane. I was sitting on the plane and I was literally like, like everyone was like getting ready, you know, everyone was sitting, fixing themselves, whatever. And it was in that moment. I fucking asked my stepdad, hey, where's my uncle? (laughs) And then he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, um, where is my uncle? And he's like, he's not coming. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And it hit me in that moment, like, fuck, I'm leaving my entire life. I'm literally going to have, like, a whole new fucking life. It's going to be different. It's, like, new people. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm moving to a different country with the same family I've already had for the past decade. No, it's not like that. It's literally people I don't fucking know. Like, I'm sorry, I haven't seen my mom for 10 years. I barely fucking know her. So it's, like, literally living with strangers in a strange fucking place all the way to the other side of the world it's crazy to me and i think i started crying (laughs) that's the only time i started crying i wasn't even crying when everyone else was crying in the fucking airport like oh no no, like you know we're gonna miss you and all that stuff and i was just like it'll be fine like what do you mean like i'll be back i'll be back i never fucking came back but i'll be back and holy shit it did not hit me until I was on the fucking plane itself and Jesus, like, it was just sad. It was sad. And I don't know, like, it was, I just can't, like, imagine what my life would have been if I didn't go to Canada. Like, it would be so much more different. I don't know if I would like it, honestly, because... As much as my life is fucked right now, I learned so much at such a young age because of where I am that I don't think I would have learned when I was back there. And I think I would be obviously a completely different person and I'm not sure if I would like her very much. I can say that, you know, even though I do have depression and I have, you know, a deep-rooted self-hatred towards myself. I still like myself, you know? Like, the things I hate about myself are things, like, are my flaws. Like, things that I cannot, you know? Like, I can control, but, like, it's, like, a little bit harder to control because it's, like, my mental illness, right? So, most of the things I hate about myself is just my mental illness, but the way I treat other people is something I'm really proud of. Um, I think that I probably would have been a much meaner person if I stayed in the Philippines. But either way, 
we're getting off track here. Um, so, I arrived at Canada. And, you know, for the first few weeks, we just, like, we went and traveled. Well, not really traveled, but just, like, they gave me a tour of the city. Um, the city where I live. And, um, um, sorry, I keep burping. I just ate, like, a really spicy noodle. So, I, I'm, I'm full. But anyways... When I arrived there, you know, we just, they gave me a tour. Everything was going great and stuff until it wasn't. I kept asking my mom to go on a date with me because like, you know, this entire time I was like waiting to have like an alone time with her. I mean, I waited an entire fucking decade plus two years to have like an alone time with her for the, you know, for the longest time ever. Like I, I missed her. You know, I don't even remember who she was or what it was like to have a mother. And so I just wanted one fucking day where it's just me and her away from her husband and my step-siblings. You know, it's not that I hated them. I just, I wanted my mom. You know, I just wanted my mom. I wanted to talk to her about my life. I wanted, I just wanted to get to know her. I literally just wanted to catch up, but she wouldn't. She would always make excuses and say that, like, oh, like, I can't because I'm taking care of your siblings, which I understand. But, you know, she can literally leave her her other children with my stepdad and my stepdad could take care of them because sometimes my stepdad doesn't work, right? He doesn't work 24-7. But either way, like... Whenever my stepdad and her want, want, they want to go on a date, they leave the children to me. I sort of became like a babysitter. I think that's what they wanted me to become. That's why they took me here. And I was not having it. I was not doing a good job. I really was not having it. Because like, imagine this fucking child who did not have parents for such a long time, for most of her life. And then she finally gets to have a mom. And then what? You just expect her to take care of her little siblings? Like she's a second mom? No, I wanted to be treated like a kid. And like, yes, that sounds selfish and stupid. But I just wanted my mom to treat me like a kid. Like I was 12 at this time, okay? Like technically, I still was a kid. But they really wanted me to mature so fast. And it's not that I didn't like my siblings. It's just that there was a lot of factors into it. For example, they wanted me to play with them. And sometimes I would play with them, but sometimes I wouldn't want to. I just want to be on my phone. Just like any other kid my age. I wanted to be on my phone. I wanted my alone time, you know? And if I'm not having my alone time, I want to watch fucking shows on the TV, Like, I don't want to be fucking playing toys with kids, okay? Like, I don't know. Like, when I was alone in the Philippines, my aunts and uncle grew up, right? And I was, like, the only child left. And when they were, like, in their teens, they wouldn't want to play with me anymore. Like, when they were, like, 13, 14, whatever, like, they didn't want to play anymore. 
they just wanted to draw dance whatever the fuck they were doing my whole family is artistic so that's where i get all like my talents um you know all of them would just like i would knock on their doors and i would always be like oh let's fucking play i was like anna from frozen and i would be like let's fucking play you know like and then and then they would just ignore me and i was so lonely for the most part of my childhood you know and i didn't have friends either because i was getting bullied at school so it's like i had to literally imagine fucking imaginary friends you know like i had to imagine i had friends and then i had someone to play with when i was younger but no one was there so i just like imagined that there was someone there that's how sad my childhood was but you know when i finally came to canada and i finally have siblings to play with i wasn't into it anymore you know i was like i'm fucking old now i don't want to play anymore you know i'll play sometimes but honestly just i'm not into it anymore and yeah like my mom would get mad at me and she would just get mad at me if like i didn't act like an older sister or whatever Ugh. sometimes she would get mad at me if i ate something that was supposed to be for my siblings my siblings would get like the best like clothes and like stuff but i wouldn't and i never really asked because i'm not really that type of person like i don't like you know ask people to buy me stuff i just don't i think it's embarrassing honestly um yeah and you know i had social anxiety since i was a kid which is obviously coming from me being bullied my entire life but my family didn't understand this so every time they would take me to parties because they like parties they would take me to filipino parties because they know like a lot of filipinos in my city and there would be these huge parties and sometimes it wouldn't be huge parties it would just be like family parties like family from my stepdad's side and i just i don't want to talk so much like i talk if they talk to me but i'm just kind of gonna sit in the corner and be on my phone not really do much not really mingle with people i just i don't like it i'm an introvert and i have social anxiety you know i don't really know what to talk about none of them really like the things i like none of them really watched anime or whatever because i was into anime a whole lot back then and so there was no no one to talk to and they would just get mad at me like so much about it like it was just so bad um i just started getting really sad like things got really really hard real quick um school was also hard on me i started high school well, I was already in high school in the Philippines, but I didn't finish. Like, I was only in the first year of high school, but then they came to get me, and then they took me to Canada, so they kind of, you know, fucked that up, so I restarted high school, and it was just not great. Um, getting bullied again. <laughs> 
for being Asian. I got, it was just racist, super, super racist. Like people would, you know, call me Ching Chong and stuff. And um, a lot of people would say I'm Chinese, even though I'm not. And I, I, there's nothing wrong with being Chinese, but um, I would tell people like, no, actually you're wrong. I'm not Chinese, I'm Filipino. But then they'd be like, oh, well, you like eat dogs anyways. And like you, you know, you fuck cats or something like I don't know like they would say a bunch of like racist shit and call me ching chong and like oh can you see us can you see us like because like the eyes are like small or whatever yeah it would be things like that and even though I was getting bullied at school and my mom wasn't giving me attention at home I just focused into like studying studying I found out because in the Philippines, I wasn't really studying. I didn't give a shit. But then when I came here, I found out I'm actually I'm actually good at studying. Like I would literally um, lock myself in my room for hours. Not listen to any music, not have any distractions. I'd literally just study. And I learned French in just a few months faster than anyone in my class because I was like in a welcoming class so the welcoming class is like for kids who like came from a different country and don't you know don't speak French so yeah I easily became the top of my class I got straight A's I was doing so much work um sorry I'm burping again and that triggered a bunch of kids in in my year in in the same like because there was like a whole year of like welcoming classes so it's like it's like a normal like year like first year second year whatever um but you're like at the beginning so a bunch of people who were racist towards me also hated me even more because i was studying so much and like i would be like the hermione granger of our whole year because I'd always like have the answers and be like super annoying about it and I mean yeah Hermione Granger is annoying but I don't think I deserved that much bullying and I guess it was it also fed to the stereotype that Asians are like nerds or whatever but yeah um it will get to the point where (laughs) Um, I would get bullied physically too, like getting pushed around in the hallways and stuff. Um, and also like this one time we went on a trip. It's called Cabana Suk. So it's basically like we were, we went to like a maple, maple tree like company thingy, like a forest, like with like cottages and stuff and we watched people like take the maple like thing out of the tree like i forgot how it was done but like they 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 stabbed the tree basically and then yeah you you get what i mean you just just look it up just look at how syrups are made <laughs> so yeah we did that and then afterwards we went to a skating rink so ice skating 
we went to the ice skating and i was ice skating by myself since i didn't have any friends um but all the other kids are there too and literally this bitch pushed me literally i don't know how to skate right because i've never been like to any skating rink in my entire life and i was just holding on the rails like at the corners and this bitch pushed me i fell and i literally could have hit my head and died but um she and her friends like all circled around me laughed at me and then she was like what's it look like down there and then they all like skied away from me and i was like i came home bruised and stuff so love that for me but um yeah i would tell my mom about it like i i tell her all of the bullying and she would always just tell me to suck it up and that's like how life is here in canada so you just gotta suck it up no matter what happens and it's it's a stark contrast between my mom and my grandma like because like remember when my grandma would literally go to the principal and tell the teachers off and tell the other kids off and be like well my my granddaughter's being bullied all that stuff like she literally would stand up for me but my mom just kind of <laughs> looks at me all bruised up and be like yeah gotta suck it up and you know it's tough love but honestly i feel like there's more into it but anyways i mean she made me the way i am today you know i i don't know like there's pros and cons to how like she treated me to be honest because i learned how to take care of myself at such a young age so yeah okay sorry about that i am back i recorded this for the first time when um i was about to go out with my friend and they ended up you know like actually being here like they came over and were like asking me to go out already so i had to pause and now i'm recording this again um days later um i'm so tired anyways so I was talking about immigration to Canada. Um, aside from talking about like getting bullied, people being racist towards me and stuff, I mean, I'm gonna get more into depth about my bullies, um, in the next not the next episode, but like in another episode, like in the future. But for now, I just wanna talk about the cultural like you know, differences, I guess, in my country and here in Canada. So it's completely different, but I find it like, I guess it's kind of weird, but, you know, I came here and I spoke English in my country too, but not as often. Like I just did it when it was like, you know, when I was forced to in like English class or something. But then I, I came here, and in, like, a week, and I'm not even kidding you, like, a fucking week, I lost my Filipino accent. I think I just have a talent when it comes to um, copying 
voices like i can usually copy people's like voices like when it comes to like singing for example like the way a person sings like i can copy it you know and also if i if i'm surrounded by you know english speakers for like a long ass time well not even a long ass time it's just like a week right um i adapt really quickly to the way people talk you know and yeah like also like british people for example like i i met a british person once and um i was with them for like half a day you know and they sorry i'm i'm burping a lot because i ate anyways so i spent like half a day with them and by the end of the day you know i had to like control myself from speaking with a british accent you know it's because like when i hear other people talk i develop the same accent or if somebody sings you know i i develop the same way of singing like it's weird you know so i feel like maybe if i lived in london for example i think i will have a british accent in like a fucking week you know and it's true like sometimes i love watching british shows and you know i find myself fucking speaking with that accent out of nowhere you know anyways um yeah and i adapted really quickly to the way of life here as well not emotionally because emotionally it was kind of weird to me um okay let's talk about like physically first okay um i loved um just like the luxurious life obviously over here compared to like what it's like in my country and i adapted really quickly to that i did not like how boring um the malls are or like the public places are compared to like my country because over there it's so lively there's always music everywhere there's like a lot of people everywhere unless you're like in the suburbs or something then obviously there's not much people but usually in the city and i live in the city here in canada and you know like in the philippines if it's a city like it's just it's so noisy there's so many people there's so like there's music everywhere and it's fun but here it's kind of just people are more chill and i'd say like it's a bit fast-paced here in a sense because everyone's like working everyone's studying and that's and people are so like independent and you know like they they just follow their dreams or whatever the fuck they're doing and i think that's kind of cool but at the same time like emotionally that was like taking a toll on me because i was used to being around my family in the philippines like a lot you know like i'm a very family oriented person as i've said before and it was you know it was kind of like crushing to me that people were just so independent and like in a sense brave like i if i gotta give an example for example um going home from school um my grandparents in the philippines would pick up like my aunts and my uncle every every time they come home from from school so they pick them up at school even though they're like 
teenagers already they care that much and they don't want their children to like be unsafe especially the women so i thought you know like that was that's that's what i was used to like i was just around my family like all the fucking time right i never had a moment where i was alone unless i was at home i guess but even when i was at home there was someone with me i never was left alone but here I was left alone at home several times and then when I would go home from school I would do it by myself and even late at night you know because I had late night practices uh, at school when I used to dance yes I danced for like three years I'm gonna talk about that um in, in a different episode but yeah so I don't know why I'm talking so fast today maybe I drank so much coffee but or maybe I'm just manic, but either way, that was, I was taking a toll on me, because I felt like I was alone, you know, um, it was just, like, an overnight change, you know, I went from literally having such overprotective grandparents to, like, my mom, who doesn't give a shit, basically, right, um, so that was weird, and what else, can I say um I don't know I think I adapted really quickly because like not emotionally but just physically because like even when I was in my country I would watch a lot of American shows and because since I was a kid everyone would tell me that I'm gonna go to Canada one day and I know America and Canada aren't the same thing but pretty similar And so, whenever we would watch Western movies, I guess, that's what I should call it, you know, my family would be like, oh yeah, you're gonna, like, experience this one day, you're gonna experience this one day, you're gonna see this one day, you're gonna do that one day. And then I was just like, okay, you know, so it was kind of ingrained in me that I was, like, bound to be here at some point. So when I finally came here, I was like, "Mm, this is nothing, you know, because I just, I was used to it through watching movies if that makes sense and thought it was pretty cool um yeah and it was so weird because like in the philippines there's only filipinos right i have never met a single like person who was of a different ethnicity ever like it was just everyone was filipino but then i came here and everything was different and i just met so many different people and immediately in like less than a week i probably like just a few days my whole mindset like changed in regards to people's race because if you guys don't know in the philippines it's a very like homophobic sexist racist place you know and if I'm going to talk about, like, people being racist in my country, for example, like, I was raised on the belief that, you know, um, black people are, like, ugly or something like that, you know, that's how my family thought, you know, that's, I don't know if they still think that way, but they were just racist towards black people, and they were, like, you know, they're not pretty or whatever, and they would just, they would just be like that, 
And so growing up in that household, I had that mindset. And then I came here and then I met black people. And I was like, what? They're fucking, they're normal people. Like, what's, what the fuck is the, what's wrong? Like, there's nothing wrong with them. Like, why were we hating on them so fucking much? Like, what was the fucking point, right? And I even ended up having a crush on one of my my friends. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he was he was really he was really cute. Anyways, I don't. He also liked anime. So, anyways, I had a crush on him, and you know, um, <laughs> I remember one of the times that I talked to my family in the Philippines through Facebook, they were like, oh, if you're gonna date anyone, um, I'm begging you not to fucking date a black person. And I just, I was like, um, <laughs> you know, but I was like a scared 13-year-old at that time. So I was like, um, sure, I won't. But like in my head, I was like thinking about this guy in my class that I really liked. Okay, so I was like, okay, whatever the fuck you guys want, but, like, he ended up not dating me, I don't think he liked me back, but either way, so, yeah, um, yeah, and also, what I'd like to talk about as well, when it comes to racism in my country, um, people over there, oftentimes, not every fucking person, but, like, most people, and especially older people, they like white people it's so fucking it's just bad okay because they think like white people are the prettiest because they have pale skin and in a lot of asian countries if you have pale skin you are rich you know even if you're asian and you have pale skin that probably means that you're rich because if you have dark skin and you're asian you probably work in the fields or like you work outside or like you do labor But if you're only, like, staying at home doing nothing because you're rich, you would have pale skin because you're not, like, under the sunlight, which it's always really sunny in the Philippines unless there's, like, storms. So it's either, like, yo, there's fucking storms that literally cause flood around the entire country or it's, like, burning fucking hot. Like, it's a desert. So, yeah. Um, Anyways, people would idealize white white people over there and it'd be like you know if you're dating a white person like wow they're rich and you know you're gonna get money it's just it's i don't know like it's just insane to me and yeah it was super racist but um yeah that's also kind of why i developed like this whole um insecurity about my skin um i don't think about it that often i don't think about it every day but i do refuse to wear white clothes as much as possible because when i wear white clothes i like i kind of show off my dark skin and i i it's it's still ingrained in me that i do not look pretty if i'm not pale you know and that's bad. I'm still working on it. Um, you know, it's just, I, my country's fucked. (laughs) My country's super fucked. But I mean, 
What can you do about it? Um, what else was I gonna say about the differences? Um, did I talk about my family and how I would refuse to tell them what was wrong? I don't believe I did. I'm gonna go check and then come back and record because I didn't actually listen to what I already recorded because I was too just, I was too lazy, okay? I put no effort in this episode whatsoever because it's not really a great episode. I did not look forward to talking about this, to be honest. It's kind of boring um, and it's scattered everywhere. So, I mean, it's my fucking fault for recording it when I was about to go somewhere, but I was bored and I felt like talking. So anyways, I will be back. Okay, so I checked it and apparently I didn't talk about this, but um, let's go back to my family. My fam- by, m- by my family, I mean my mom and her husband. So, um, there would be, you know, there would be a lot of fights and it would just be terrible. And um, when I was sad, I mean, I never like stopped being sad ever since I came to Canada, but either way, I did not tell my I did not tell my family in the Philippines about it. I did not tell them that hey, like I hate it here. I fucking hate it here. I want to go home, you know? I'm I'm like getting bullied and shit and my stepdad doesn't like me, you know? He he clearly hates me. He doesn't believe whatever I say, and he says all these bad things to my mom behind my back, and then my mom also doesn't like me to the point that she would, like, she would hit me with, a with slippers or something. That was fun. Um, yeah, and I just felt so alone, but I didn't tell my family because I was scared. I was scared. Because what would happen if I told my family about it you know they're gonna go talk to my mom and my mom's gonna get mad at me and she's gonna be like why the fuck did you snitch like why are you snitching you know and then they're gonna take away my phone i'm not gonna be able to talk to my family at all at all i wouldn't be able to do anything i would be locked in like i would be grounded and that just scared the shit out of me and i didn't want to deal with it so you know, I just pretend that I was happy. And slowly but surely, my relationship with my family in the Philippines slowly fizzled. I talked to them less and less, you know, and they would talk to my mom and my mom would always say good things, you know, and my mom would just say everything's fine. And then her siblings would believe her and Also, me, because I was saying, like, I'm fucking happy here. (laughs) And I also didn't want to worry my grandma, and I didn't want to worry everyone, because at the time, everyone still liked me. And I didn't want all my aunts and, like, my uncle and my grandparents to be mad, you know, at me or my mom. 
Because then, okay, if they're mad at my mom, then it's going to drive a wedge between siblings, you know? And it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And then me, they could get mad at me because they could be like, well, you're like in a country that is a thousand times better than where we are and you are just complaining you're not grateful enough and all that stuff and i just i don't want to deal with that either you know because i'm not i don't want to be ungrateful and you know i just kind of dealt with it all by myself it was insane um it kept going like that um yeah I just fucking hated it. I don't know what else to talk about when it comes to, like, moving here. Because I think I've mentioned everything that that makes sense or that is, like, a little bit important. Um, yeah. I guess I'm gonna end this episode. Because I have nothing left to say. Um, that was how it felt like moving here super lonely super stressful you know would you be surprised if i told you like i developed depression uh a year later when i turned 14 which i will talk about in the next episode obviously um god there's so many things I need to talk about so many things that I need to get out of my chest. But yes, that is it for now. That is all I can say about moving to Canada. And if I do remember anything else at one point, I will say it in a different episode. And I will talk about it. But for now, that's all I can say. That's all I can think about. And once again, thank you guys for listening. And I hope that... I don't know, this taught you something or you guys enjoyed listening. So yeah, have a good day.